Together, growing in faith, changing communities. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, dear friends, I'd like us to reflect on the Gospel of John chapter 8, verses 1 to 11. At that time, Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now with the law of Moses, in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such. What do you say about her? This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with a finger on the ground. And as they continued, he took, he asked, as, as, he, as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, let him who is without sin among you be the first one to throw a stone at her. And at once more he bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the eldest. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus looked up and saw her. And he said to the woman, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. It's a beautiful story. It's a sad story. It is early in the morning, Jesus coming from the Mount of Olives. He had just been with God in prayer. And he goes into the temple. He goes into a place of prayer. And they bring a woman who had been caught in the very act of adultery. And they treat Jesus by quoting the law. And it is in the law that a person caught in adultery must be stoned to death. And they ask Jesus. Now, there are a few things that I think I'd like us to unpack. The first one, obviously, for me, how does Jesus begin his day? He invites God. He invites God to be part of his day. And whatever decision he needs to deal with, whatever decisions he needs to make, He's not making them alone because God is part of his life. And so the, the, the first thing that I want to say, invite God to be part of your daily life. Invite God to be part of your activities. Then you don't have to worry about what will happen in the day because whatever happens in the day, God is with you. Whatever you face in the day, God is with you. That's the first thing for me. 
The second thing that I also find absolutely beautiful in this story is the hypocrisy of those who bring the woman. They found her in the very act of adultery. What happened then to the man? Why are they bringing in the woman and why not both the woman and the man? That's the first hypocrisy. The second hypocrisy for me is they're not asking Jesus because they want to follow the law to the T. They're asking Jesus because they want to trap Jesus. And unfortunately, we still have people like that. They say one thing with their mouths, but their hearts, their actions, their intentions are totally different. And how do you know that? How do you see that in the people around you? In meetings, in conversations, in relationships, in companies. You know, back in the days we, we took people at their word. What they said is what they meant. And what they meant is what they told us. So we knew exactly where we were in, in, in relation to them. Where we stood. But it's no longer the case for some and if not for many. Just because they say this to you, it doesn't mean they always mean it. So these two hypocrisies are quite interesting for me. Then there's something else that I also find absolutely beautiful in this story. Then the woman has been brought to Jesus and they're trying to tempt Jesus. And what does Jesus do? He doesn't just walk into the open door. He doesn't just go into the trap. No. And that's something we need to learn. Step back a bit. Just observe. Analyze. And ask questions. What's going on in here? What are we dealing with? Who is who in the zoo? What's happening in here? And once we know that, then we can answer. And Jesus writes down on the floor. We don't know really what he wrote. And he says to them, if there's anyone without sin, let him be the first one to, to cast a stone. And Jesus brings it back to them. He says, well, you are right. The woman needs to be condemned, needs to be stoned. But let the one without sin be the first one to cast the stone. And now, my dear brothers and sisters, truth be told, how many of us will pass that test? I know I will never. And yet we're so good and too quick to judge, to condemn, to belittle, to talk about people's failures. We, 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 we can talk about it day in and day out. And we forget that I mean, I'm not better off. I'm not better than them. They are not worse sinners than I am. But some of us are quite comfortable in, in just putting a spotlight there. Some of us are quite comfortable in pointing out the mistakes of others. Some of us are quite comfortable in, in making everybody else look bad and us be good. And Jesus continues to write down and and he stands up and he looks at the woman and he says, where are they? I mean, has nobody condemned you? 
And, and the woman says, no, say, nobody has. Nobody has. And Jesus says, neither do I. Now, the only person who has the right to condemn does not. The only person who has the right to throw a stone does not. And he says, neither do I condemn you. But go and sin no more. Now, I'm seeing two principles here. Mercy and love. Justice demanded her to be killed. But mercy said no. And the one who could justifiably do it acts in love. And says, go and do it no more. I love you, but I don't love what you do. And there's a distinction between loving a sinner and hating a sinner. Loving a sinner, chastising a sinner. And sometimes I think we need to learn that. And, and I often see it with, with big guys, you know. They could sit around the, in the boardroom, around the table, and have robust conversation and fight and, and disagree. And, and, and you would walk in and you watch this and they're at each other's throats and they're fighting. And immediately after that, they go into a dining hall and they have lunch and they sit and they drink and they laugh. They can make a distinction between them at work and them alone as friends. And sometimes we, we need to look into that. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.